All right, here we go. Welcome to Breaking the Panel, where we're going to talk about all kind of awesome sauce from this week. Sometimes the not so awesome things that happen. I'm the Rock Got a Podcast in Charles McFall. Coming from, I don't have a good intro. So, uh, my friend Paul Klotz. I lost it. I just lost it. Fuck it. Let's move on. Paul, how you doing, man? Uh, hi. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Patrons will see that you have crutches, but, you know, that's really just a ploy to get more patrons so you can see his crutches so you feel bad yes, to give more yes, money. I, so. I'm, go- I'm going the Dennis Robinson route. Hey, no. So, no. you know. Did you get your potato knee Go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel and... <laughs> it would have been better if you plugged my Patreon. <laughs> uh, the man who thinks he originated every joke in the world, Phil Keating. Hi, uh, Quentin Tarantino is a monster that hasn't been revealed yet. Uh, Breaking Bad is the greatest pilot of all time, and uh, fuck you, Chris Wisdom. <laughs> okay, just for good measure. Yeah, uh, just, just for, for good, good measure. measure. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, straight from. Dennis's bedroom apparently is is Chris Wisdom. Yeah, I'm recording live tonight from the Robinson DNA collection facility. <laughs> why is it all taped off? And yeah. why aren't you wearing a hazmat? Suit? Yeah, where's your rebreather, man? You're gonna die. Um, so last week uh, coming back, right? Uh, I re- Bill was on the stream watching. I think it's this Sunday with Tony. Bill was watching me and Tony play. I was like, "Hey, Bill." Uh, everybody says you don't listen to the show, so you're gonna want to listen this week because I call you out not once but fucking twice. <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, what did I say?" He's like, "Nope, you gotta go listen, man." And he did, and and you saw him getting our chat about uh, being mad that nobody mentioned West Wing as uh, a pilot in 24. I'm like, 24 is the hottest dumpster fire ever, man. That was a shit show. Chased my mind, and he didn't. Uh, so. I think the the common argument for 24 is the first season was awesome. Like, because it was such a new concept, and I think that's all it really was is nobody had done that before. Because I watched it after the fact, and it's not good. Yeah, I don't know how it holds up now, but you know, I mean, the thing is, though, like a, a gimmicky concept like that can't hold up. What the fuck? Just... <laughs> Chris looks up like Chris... like Dennis is hanging over him with a threat or something. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Oh, Chris muted. <laughs> Chris just had a children. Oh, it sounded like a C-130 was coming in. <laughs> Look, Chris gets all frustrated. We love these things. It makes us laugh, man. Don't get frustrated. Yeah, fuck you, Chris Wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like the big party bus was touching down to pick Chris up. <laughs> Get in, motherfucker. We're going back to the sand. I need him to drive me to the airport after Dragon Con. Yeah. <laughs> That's done. What the fuck no. you? No, no, no. Jake, <laughs> I'm just kidding, bud. You're, you're the only one for me, babe. Yeah, yeah. no, come on. Oh, baby. <laughs> Don't make it like that. Uh Oh, speaking of pilots. All right. Yes, good. Because we talked about that last week. It's a nice tie-in to this week as we move forward with the news. Yeah, Sully. Let's, let's get to Sully. So N- Nicole and what? I got talking about uh, <laughs> about pilots because of that topic last week. And we found the best worst pilot ever. Okay. Heil, honey, I'm home. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Hello. I'm home. Gee, it's great to be Top Gun, but it's nothing like the fun that I get 
When I say hi, honey, I am home. Hi, honey. Hi, smile, honey. Gee, it's great to be back. Hi, honey, I'm home. <laughs> oh shit! No, it is a British comedy from the '80s that was aping on Hitler and Eva Braun, living in an apartment in Berlin. Done in the style of 50s and 60s American sitcoms. I've heard about this before. We it's on YouTube. If you look, if you search for it, you can watch a kind of chunky version of the entire first episode. The only episode that ever aired, by the way, uh, it, it aired one episode. It got canceled. The, <laughs> the fucked up part about this is it's actually pretty funny if you know the stuff that it's referencing like if you if you get the that classic style of sitcom and the whole like the american style of talking to each other and getting the like you know the chirping going back and forth and that kind of stuff i was like they, for a british production they nailed this except, i just want to be well yeah except <laughs> except you can't make hitler sympathetic or you're I a just monster wanna, i want to be in that pitch room <laughs> and also i want to be in that exec room that yeah. fucking who signed off on that? Who was like, yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> oh, the, the twist is the neighbors are the Rosensteins. No, all right, mute him. I don't need to hear any more of this. <laughs> I'm just, I got my fingers hovering over the mute button for Chris I, Wisdom to come I, with I some love shitty it. It's got joke. An animated opening. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we lost Chris for the next 22 minutes. So. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, one of the greatest pilots of all time that should never have been. And oh my god, oh, who, that's who, who who approved that expenditure of money? Because it's the production quality for the '80s is pretty up there. It looks like any American sitcom from the and '80s. The song on it didn't sound British; it sounded straight American. So like, yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> they got the people that did too many cooks. Doing this. <laughs> too many cooks. <laughs> too much tuna. Um, but realistically, <laughs> last week's episode was fun, and I'm sorry that I may uh, missed it. I want to actually put out that I personally believe that the um, Six Feet Under pilot might be my favorite pilot of all time. Just because you set up with this family that you like a lot, and they introduce the father who runs the funeral home, and within eight minutes, he's dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it rocks the entire show, and you're like, holy shit. Uh, sure, let's go. Let's see where this where this is heading. So. That's a very young pre Dexter Dexter guy. Yep, I don't yep. remember his actual actor's name, but yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about last week. <laughs> we are talking about this week. Where today, uh, or late yesterday, I don't remember actually which. Uh, Disney announces the price bundle for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Uh, it's all going to come together for. Uh, the basic package is twelve ninety nine a month, which is fucking cheap as shit. Uh, I was already paying for the, now I'm paying for the Hulu without ads. So I'm paying close to twelve bucks a month. I think it's between nine and twelve dollars a month. I don't remember exactly because I didn't care. I'm like get rid of this advertisements. I'll pay it. Uh, I was gonna go ahead and get Disney Plus because of the kids and my wife. As soon as she heard they making were making their own thing, she was like, "We're getting that." Uh, ESPN Plus. I don't care. I don't care, but, you know, the boys might, and they're into sports and whatnot. And, and every once in a while, we have family, and people come over and want to see stuff, so that's there. Now, here's the thing about this is uh, it's, it's only the basics 
right? So it'll get you ESPN Plus, which I don't know how well that's doing. It'll get you Disney Plus, which is launching, so we don't know how well that's going to do. But it's the ad-supported tier of Hulu is included in that. So uh, presumably they'll let me upgrade it to what I actually have because I'm not downgrading. I'll just get two separate services. I don't care because uh, I'm not going to downgrade to the ad version. Uh, but you, Chris, think this is just cable TV all over again, which is I'm not making that argument. And I just don't think that's the case here. But when you're bundling something that I don't want, I mean, it's it's either a cable company or cable television. I don't want the I don't want the fucking tell I don't want the fucking telephone line. Stop bundling it with my tel- my internet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My television. <laughs> I don't want ESPN Plus. I'm sorry, it's not going to do well enough that you can't sell it by itself. Don't make me have it just to bump your subscription numbers up. I don't need it. Yes, but it's not the only option. They're not saying that this bundle option is the only way to do it. No, 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 right. No, I got you. But I'm saying that, that, yeah. I I get what you're saying, where it feels very cable, where they're throwing all these things you don't want. But a lot of the times when when they cable companies bundle stuff, it's cheaper to go that route than it is just to get the service that you want. That's why I don't feel like it's, it is not really cable 2.0. But I feel like that's that's the first step to making it. Cable sure. I know because then they're going to bundle all this stuff to make it cheaper for you when all you wow. want and the only thing we've ever asked for was the a la carte service. So and, break down my $75 a month. Let me figure out how to budget it. You tell but, me what channels cost right, $2, Chris, $5, Chris, $5, whatever. What if, it, what if it was uh, just because I'm trying to find stuff you want? What if it was Hulu, mm-hmm. HBO, DC, and Disney – you wouldn't have a problem with this package. No. Right? Because it's what you want. But people who want ESPN go, motherfucker, I don't want DC. I want ESPN. Okay. I, I, got, I, and I get that. But I'm saying that right now, the Venn diagrams, it's a lot smaller on the people that want want Disney and Hulu. I don't think intersect with ESPN Plus as much as just Disney and Hulu. Sure. But, I mean, I, some... sorry. Go for well, I was going to say, I'm actually not sure that that's true. Just because this is a comprehensive package for the entire family at this point. And it's all owned by Disney. I mean, right. No, I got yeah. you. Right. Well, because because you got Hulu has a whole bunch of stuff, a whole wide swath of stuff, basically for everybody. Disney Plus is aimed specifically at families, but will also like bring in the Marvel fans and such. And ESPN, you know, speaks to the guys in the house for the most part. I mean, obviously not just guys watch sports, but I'm not trying to imply that. Um I think that there's, they're offering this as a comprehensive package. For me, the biggest difference between this and like your typical cable bundling, like you were talking about, is those bundles are nefarious because they're set up so that after like that first year, all of a sudden that telephone line balloons up to like thirty dollars a month. This other service that was bundled in balloons up by like ten, twenty, sometimes even more. And I've I. I can say it now because it's been long enough. I worked for Time Warner Cable right before they merged and became Spectrum. And I got to see people's bills. And you would not believe how many old people in particular, older folks, have been just getting raked over the coals for bills that are like $300 a month by cable companies. Mm. And that's Ah. how they get them there. They sell Ah. them the package. Oh, yeah, it's $120 a month, blah, blah, blah. And after a year, it becomes $300. And, you know, they just. It It reminds me when I worked at the bank. 
yeah. taking advantage of the old people that don't know new technology. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. But like I said, this oh, it, I get what you're saying, Paul. But it's to me, this is this is your stepping stone because when cable first happened, you weren't you weren't stuck in year long contracts. You weren't stuck in two year long contracts. Sure. When you wanted to end your cable your cable subscription, you ended the cable subscription, and you didn't have to. Maybe you had to prorate for whatever you use for the month. Oh, that. This is this is just starting. We don't know what it's going to look like next yeah, year. Yeah, and, and I was actually going to play devil's advocate for you, Chris, <clears> or on your side of going. I do remember when that started coming. It's like, oh, we want to get the real Disney Channel. Oh, we don't care about the other 20, 10, 15 channels that come when we upgrade to that package. We're going to ignore those. And everybody's like, and what the argument is going to be initially here is, well, just don't use the one you don't want, Chris. Just watch Hulu and Disney Plus. And that is true. However,. It did become what it fucking is today, whereas I want one goddamn channel. I want the BBC America that's just outside of the package that has everything else I want. And that fucking comes with more price and 50 other channels I could give two shits about because I want one channel. So it is a potential, but at the same time. But you also got to look at all these cord cutters. Some of them, some of them, not everybody, but some of them are paying for all their different services, what they would be paying for cable, if not more. Because, oh, some, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. we talked when Bill was here, there is a fucking plethora of streaming services. So this gives you an option. How much is Disney Plus? Seven ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Okay, so it's seven dollars. Yep. ESPN is five dollars. Right, mm-hmm. that's twelve bucks right there. So you're paying a dollar to get Hulu with ads. Or you're right. paying you're paying the price for Hulu with ads and Disney Plus and getting ESPN for free because yeah. it's not making enough money. So well, don't, don't that's it. fair. But as long as you can pick these separately, like I was saying, yeah. is if you're gonna just say okay, you only get Hulu Basic, fuck you. <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep my Hulu Advanced and I'll just get Disney Plus and I'll pay the two prices together. Yeah. I I think the reason this bundle. Paul, I don't disagree with you 100%, but if ESPN had an if if ESPN Plus had enough legs to make it on its own, they wouldn't be bundling it with. Well, and it wouldn't the, be the lowest price of the three. Christopher, you are a thousand percent correct because whoa, not, whoa, where is that coming no, no, from? No, 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 because whoa. you're not going to get anything that you want with your ESPN Plus account. NFL has its own streaming service. Huh. NHL, not part of ESPN because of the contract break during the shutout in 2004. So they have their own streaming service. Baseball, MLB, has its own streaming service. All these major league sports teams and basketball, but nobody cares. So what are we going to get? Cricket? Is that what we're going to get? Well, yeah. Yes. Damn you, Frank. Damn you, Frank. Anything that will air on ESPN will then come onto your app. So if there's a Monday night football game that's on ESPN, you'll then be able to get that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll also get, you know, ESPN 1, 2, 3, 4, Cinco, Seis, Siete, and Ocho. <laughs> so, the Ocho. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I don't see what you're getting from ESPN Plus that would make it worth my time to sit down and read about it. <laughs> um. All I know is, is what's well, his name in ESPN Plus? Uh, New Year's Day, everybody comes over here. Of course, there's football games. All I don't know, whatever they tell me, there's football games on. Uh, <laughs> and so they're like, "Can you find them?" Like, I'm a core cutter. Number one, number two. Have you met me? I don't give two craps about sports ball. 
So I went to the ESPN app on Roku and logged in with my brother-in-law because he just got the full cable and everything. So I logged in with his cable package, and they watched foosball or some shit. I don't and, know. and that's the thing. College football does have a contract with ESPN, and you're right. If you want to watch any random college football game, it's probably going to be on an ESPN+. Plus. Unless you have local blackout, yeah. and then you won't be able to access it. Yeah, and that's that's standard through any sports streaming service. Not that I am subscribed to three of them. <laughs> um, and so you guys know, I am posting this on Breaking the Panel on Facebook.com forward slash Breaking the Panel. Uh, we're asking if you're going to be if you're mad, kind of like Chris, that they're throwing something I'm in not, the middle there. Well, I'm hey, you know. I'm, no, I'm not mad. I'm just I'm calling it. I'm, Calling a spade, a spade. Oh, like, see, don't even. No, no see, Chris. I can say that. See, you can't say uh, that. Uh, I got to different connotations when you say that. Go to timeout, man. Go to timeout. <laughs> uh, but the other thing that I want to put with this whole article is here's, what's, here's what kind of got my goat this today is you're like, oh, goodbye, Netflix, or oh, Netflix is doomed. Oh, like, are you, are you stupid? Number one, not everything's coming off of Netflix. Number two, Netflix. I probably watch more Netflix originals on Netflix than anything else, and I think they do a phenomenal job. This is not something I don't think that'll kill Netflix. What do you think, Paul? Is this a big threat to Netflix that they're bundling all this stuff together? No. I and, mean, it's it's a competitor, but like it's a different stroke, you know. I mean, okay, so Netflix is eventually going to lose the Marvel stuff. We know that. That's a golf the plan. joke. That was a good golf joke <laughs> yeah. for ESPN. Yeah. Good <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but honestly, like, I'm with you, Charles. Like, if you look at Netflix's programming, they've been preparing for this inevitability for a while. They've been preparing for more competition in the marketplace. They've been preparing to curate and home grow their own content. And a lot of it is fantastic. And there's something for everybody. Like, if you look at the, the, um, the first party stuff that they're putting out, there's stuff aimed at pretty much every market segment. There's stuff aimed at us. There's stuff aimed at children. There's stuff aimed at women. That, you know, everything. They, they, they run the gamut. So I don't think that Netflix is in trouble. I think they're going to lose that Marvel bump and that Disney bump that they've had, you know, for a while where people knew that the new Marvel movies would hit Netflix, right? You know, basically they would come out and then like a month later they'd be on Netflix for like a month and they'd be able to watch them, you know, and they knew that that was an inevitability thing. That's going to go away. But other than that, it's. I think it's the shows that bring people in now at this point, which is amazing because yeah. Netflix was originally about movies, and now it's no, and now it's yeah. about serial television, uh, and their shows like uh, Mindhunter comes out later this month. Mm-hmm. I, that's something I am so stoked for, <sighs> and there's all kinds of little gems like that. Like that is something that kind of flies under the radar, but then it hits with the group of people who care about like crime drama stuff, mm-hmm. and they they love it. You know, so you're gonna, and there's all kinds of different documentaries there's different yep. you know fiction it, it's they have everything they're doing the movie they're trying to do original movies they're not all winners let's be real <laughs> they're not but they're also grabbing things that found success someplace else but whoever started them doesn't really want to keep them going so i i think they're well positioned um as long as they're paying down on that debt because holy shit yeah <laughs> yeah i love getting that email from netflix like hey we've just added fill in the blank, a TV show or movie, whatever that yep. you will like. And nine times out of ten, it is something I would like. And and sometimes it's something new. Sometimes it's something I've already seen. Something Sometimes it's something on my radar. Like Afterlife. Uh, not Afterlife. That's uh, Ricky Gervais, which I still like. Another Life. 
uh, is a new sci-fi series with uh, Starbuck. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, and I loved, of course, I loved her in Battlestar Galactica. I loved her in, um, it was a sequel to some horror movie. Anyway, I liked her in that. It doesn't matter. It's a rabbit hole I can't chase right now. And then she did this one-off movie for Netflix that was basically a solo movie with her the whole time talking to the robot, and it was really good. And while she might be getting typecast, she's really good at this typecasting, and it's not just play the same character. It's I don't know. I like it. I didn't realize there's a series. So I'm like, I want to watch this movie. <gasps> what? There's 12 other mini movies to go with this? And it's awesome. <laughs> Let me just tell you, it's fucking awesome. Well, uh, not only that, but Netflix has other areas that they can touch on that maybe Disney can't. You know, the doc, the documentaries on Netflix that are produced by Netflix yeah. are incredible. Yeah, you know, the are. stand-up specials that yes. Netflix has been, you know, yeah. kickstarting. That's great. And also, Netflix has the chance and opportunity to say, let's do something weird and experimental. If it works and the, and the public digs it, that's great and we'll run with it. If it doesn't, it goes for one season and, and, you know, we cut our losses, but at least we tried where Disney, you know, I don't feel like Disney will approach their streaming service in the same way. Yeah. You, know, you, you tell me that Love, Death and Robots, where, where else does that make sense to go? Right. You know, I, I, I think that's Netflix is the place uh, where, where, <laughs> you, you can know, go... streaming services and, and creators can maybe get weird and see if it works exactly you can go right from what's it called the great hack uh whatever yeah. about uh, yeah so the great hack and slide right into love death and robots and then slide right into the dark right that's and- that's the one with the german her dark yeah, yeah. no the black <laughs> shut up phil see see you no 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 because you, I like, he, he couldn't see the title through the hood uh, <laughs> but also what Paul was completely correct. Like they take properties that really sh- seem to be dead IPs, like Shira or Queer Eye, and give them new life on a platform that nobody else would would care to try. Yeah. yeah. No, Did you know? The only thing that you, you just can't discount Disney with Hulu now as well, though. I mean, because Hulu gives them the opportunity to expand into documentaries. It gives sure. them the opportunity yeah. to expand into some of that stuff. Mm. The same realm that that. That uh, Netflix and both Amazon do. If, I think they're still going to be conservative, but it gives yeah. them that 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 room. If Disney controls it, maybe. But Hulu did their own Fire Island, Fire Fest documentary, and Netflix did one. Netflix was like way up here, and Hulu was like the Star Wars Christmas special. It was shit. Sure, so, but yeah. also Chris, on that same point, it's just like except for The Handmaid's Tale, I I don't care for any other. Hulu originals, yeah. Man they in the just, High Tower. That's that was Amazon. Amazon Prime. That was oh, that's right. No, um, uh, oh no, uh, the the Runaways. No, no, um, <laughs> the one about the uh, the, path. the World Trade, the World Trade Center. Um, everything that led up to that had. Uh, nah, well, and that's another that thing. One. Like, I don't. I've got my time going everywhere else, and I just don't have the time to even care. Like, they did Stephen King's Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful book. And I'm sure the series was great because people told me it was good. It's okay. But just, my, my time is spliced elsewhere where there's better original content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then that's, you know, we get this full circle back to saturation, blah, blah, blah. I would like to see 
Uh, and this is impossible because the money goes in different directions, but I'd like to see a broker. Oh, but then I don't want to see a broker because that's just cable fucking television. But I was going like, hey, give me Hulu. Give me Disney Plus. Give me Netflix. But Whatever. you already have that with, with Roku or whoever. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're all in one spot. I just, I just pay the different bills. But that's what yep. I do. I'll just pay the different bills. You know, that's that's fine. Now, I'll probably look in that, depending on how they do HBO Max, uh, I'm going to look at that because it's got the, the DC TV on it. You know and, there's a cheaper way, matey, on the channel <laughs> that you want. I don't we know. We are what you're a pirate. About. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, here's a thought. Right, as we see in business markets, when one powerhouse comes out and does something like this, and we already know Warner Brothers is is scrambling to try to get this HBO Max off the ground, which I think is what HBO, Cinemax, and uh, DC Universe. Yeah, there were uh, like, it, yeah, it's, it's like hitting, we don't know, we don't know. Uh, what would happen if Amazon and Netflix teamed up? Then it'd be worth it for me to watch Amazon because there's like one or two things on Amazon Prime that I I'm, I like, but for the most part they say they show the same stuff that Hulu and Netflix already have, and the stuff I really want like Doctor Who, even through Amazon Prime, is a fucking dollar. It's another yeah, dollar to rent it. Get fuck yourself because because through Amazon Prime you can add HBO and Max has picked Warner Brothers got got Doctor yeah. Who like that's where Amazon's positioned because you can add all that stuff but what do you, th- do you think that uh, Amazon and Netflix might maybe in the future get together and make babies not at all nope, nope. Okay. not a chance that'd Amazon- be like blending Dr. Pepper and Scotch you have to you have to look at it from the perspective that Amazon sits on a mountain of money right the the whole the whole Twitch acu- acquisition happened because Amazon was like, we got too much money. Let's do something that is was arguably pretty fucking risky at the time. Yeah, to to, to buy Twitch and in it's in, not infancy, but it's like definitely toddler stage. Uh, where you know, yeah, there are hundreds of thousands of people watching people play games and stuff every day, but when they bought in, it was early days still, for the most part. And now it is, it's a, it's a TV channel. Let's be real. That's that. Twitch has the exposure of the average TV channel, cable TV channel at any given time. There's just as many people watching Twitch, um, and what they've done by integrating it into Amazon Prime and everything else has done. It's been gangbusters for people who stream, yeah. people who are interested in streaming, and people who are gamers because there's always all these packages that you get stuff with your Twitch Prime that you know helps you out in a whole bunch of different games, or gives you free games every month. It's awesome. They have no reason at all to look at one of their competitors and be like, let's be buds because they, they are in a dominant position and they are also diversified. They, they are in every aspect of the marketplace. And you know, you're, I, I get you, you know, that's probably the actual position. Cause it's like TV's kind of an afterthought with them. It's now Twitch is very strong. I'm 100%. We everybody was having a, a discussion about mixer today in the host chat. And I just let it suck because all you make good points and you're all right. Microsoft doesn't support their crap. Um, it's too niche, you know, even though the blah, 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 blah. Uh, I've known about Mixer for a year and a half, two years now, and didn't even bother with it because about the time Mixer came out, Amazon bought Twitch. And what they did was they made it a playground for creators and made it worth our while. Even considerably the little guys like us who are just still putting our toes in the water, figuring things out, we're making money on Twitch. You can't mm-hmm. do that anywhere else. I don't care who you are. You well, they, know? they stepped in and they created the affiliate program, yeah. which which is, I mean, it, it's, 
the affiliate program is perfectly positioned where like you have to put an effort to achieve it you have to try and you have to you have to earn it you know what i mean but it's not so difficult that it's it, it's still very democratized you know what i mean yes and, and that was a huge step because it legitimizes the platform for so many people and it, it lets content creators like us you know we're we're small potatoes in the grand scheme of things we know that we're not a big huge multimedia company that has our hands in every sub part of the industry we're a little niche network of shows that do our thing grassroots thing in podcasting for the most part but then we stream and our stream our streaming environment has really enriched everything that we do in the last year and it's been really exciting and fun and if twitch didn't have the affiliate program that wouldn't have been a feasible pathway we we right. actually dragged our feet on getting into we've talked for years about should we start doing youtube stuff should we start doing twitch stuff and i the thing i brought up was right when we were ready to start considering doing youtube was the adpocalypse happened and i was like here's the thing yeah even if we went viral right now we wouldn't get paid not not like not like people used to get paid and it, it's not worth all the effort it's not worth with dealing with all the copyright strikes and all that kind of stuff to, to to funnel all the time and energy that would go into it whereas with twitch it is absolutely worth it because every single one of our channels that's affiliate it is exactly what we make of it. You know, if you stream on a regular basis, if you interact with your chat, if you do things that are exciting, people are engaged with you. And Amazon, Amazon takes a lot of shit right now because they're not, they're a big, huge mega corporation. They make trillions of dollars. We know that. We know that, I mean, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world and nobody's even close. Nobody's going to topple him except maybe his ex-wife. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, the thing is, like, yeah, we know that they have shitty conditions for their workers in their warehouses, and there's some other shitty things that they do. But that's not the whole company. They, Whoever they put behind this Twitch initiative had their head in the right place. So I, I think the same thing with Amazon Video. You know, it's they're, they're going to keep their head in the right place. They're going to keep forging forward. I ha actually have some issues with Amazon's video service, namely when you have to purchase things. Because the, the costs are insane. And they, they actually... Exactly. Some of their most egregious abuses were when they were coupled with Disney. Uh, the story I always tell is Sean, my roommate, um, he loves Star Wars. Like, he's... he's Chris and I are Star Wars fans, but he is, like, the uber Star Wars fan. And he, he gobbles it all up. He doesn't care. You know, he watches all the movies. He loves them. Even the or the prequels. He admits that there's flaws, but he still likes them. All the Clone Wars. And he was watching Rebels, Right. So Rebel Season 1 come out on Amazon and you pay like $25 or whatever, you get the whole season. He's like, all right, cool. And he throws it down, no sweat, watches the whole season. Season 2 comes out, he pays the $25 again, and it's half the season. Yeah, oh, I remember wow. you telling that story. Yeah, I told that story like two years ago when it happened. So they, they split the season up and they're charging $50 for like 20 episodes, which is insanity when we talk about stuff like Netflix which is, you know, what, a little over $100 a year when you break it down long term and you get dozens of sh hundreds of shows and movies and everything else. When you look at Hulu, even you get dozens of shows and movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's were, crazy. Were they the most guilty, though? Because it seems like on iTunes, when you buy stuff by episode, the, the per episode oh, cost is pretty. So, I oh, mean, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a shitty that's a shitty business practice to do that just half the season. But I wonder if you extrapolate that out, if it's still not cheaper than going iTunes and YouTube. 
I've seen YouTube's per episode costs and movie costs. Seems like their movie costs are inflated from the other sites at mm-hmm. times. But. I honestly think all of that is is that everybody wants a piece of that pie. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you your Disney or whoever is like, yeah, you can you can sell this stuff on your digital marketplace for we want just about as much as we would get if we sold it ourselves. We'll take a little off for you, mm-hmm. and then they're like, ah, well, we want a whole bunch too. We gotta, we gotta pass your 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 cut yeah. onto our customers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, no, I definitely don't think that they'll ever team up with Netflix. Hmm. Um, and unless Netflix has like colossal subscriber failure and end up yeah. being in in that hole, we have too much debt to our income ratio problems. I don't see them having to couple with anybody either. Yeah, it's sometimes things tag, and and you're right because of all the other stuff that Amazon has, they could basically burn their their prime video to the ground and wouldn't notice a blip in their income. So, all right. Uh, so we got uh, crisis on infinite earth. That's like from 1980, Chris. Why are we talking about old I, shit again, man? Come on. We already did a whole episode on panel by panel. Three episodes, actually. Everything that's old is new again. It's coming to CW. And the only reason I put this in here, because we talked about it last week and it seems like we've talked about it at least in little bits and pieces the last few weeks. Right. Is just, every day. There's some more news. Every day, and since the last time we talked, uh, I mean, we're we're seeing we're seeing uh, Kevin Conroy is going to be on as an aged Batman. Um, I mean, he gets to not only do the voice, but but don the cape and cowl. I was wondering, yes! I was wondering if we were going to get yes! like a, a so, like a cartoon character running around with real people. That would have been kind of cool. Well, that, you know, it's different than Earth. I'm okay with anything. Right, it's different than Earth. There could be an Earth that's all animation. Fader to come back. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh my god! I am so I, sprung, no, dude. You, no, no, so get, wait, it gets so better. News, it gets better. News from the last day or two: uh, Mark Hamill's in talks to become a to be a Joker on. Oh, uh, yep. And I, yep. I it, it's, it's you, nuts how much is. Then you get Tom Welling. Yeah, Tom Welling. You got possibly Linda Carter, uh, although that hasn't been hundred percent confirmed. So yet. they they uh, last I saw Linda Carter because she's already the president on Supergirl, Supergirl. but um, the Wonder Woman thing probably won't happen. Okay, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the deal is there. Um, I don't know. Whatever, but they're talking. Last I heard, that's probably not going to happen. Man, if they tap Birds of Prey from the mid '90s, it's like you've hit <laughs> everything, man. You've hit. Oh, I mean, dude. they just keep announcing these great things that bring all of our nostalgia into one package, and it's so good. And I haven't watched a damn episode of anything this season, but I'm watching that. Yeah, well, and and you know, and even from just the CW proper stuff. I mean, for for a couple seasons now, people have been wondering: Is Black Lightning a part of this? When is Black right, Lightning? Right, and he's been and now he's yeah. going to be in in crisis, and it's it's great. There's there's speculation now that DC might not be looking to leverage the the television shows through CW into rebooting the the DCEU in the movies um and and then as a as a launch as a launch platform for DC shows to come uh on DC universe so okay all right and and I think I said this a few years ago uh, after I think after I think one of our many Batman versus Superman discussions was that DC had that had that had that ability because it's in it's in their repertoire right to rewrite to, to nuke reality and start over again in a way that marvel has never really done um hedge whether they're hedging bets or just not done as successfully um 
<clears throat> DC's got that in, in their history to be able to do that. And I always said that was, it was a convenient way for DC if they decide to jump off the Snyder ship. That's a, it's a convenient way for them yeah. to do so. And, and Sorry, Paul. fans have said forever that why aren't you bringing this very successful CW Arrowverse somewhat into the big screen? You know, so that you're absolutely right. Now, if they announce somebody from either Titans, Doom Patrol, or Swamp Thing, which I doubt Swamp Thing's even in running at all, but one of the then it, then it's definitely on, right? Then it's definitely a good universe. Well, first of all, I'm excited about this because I when people ask who's your who's your Batman, I always say Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Every single time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I always have to caveat it. I'd be like, mine's animated, but it's it's Conroy. Uh, now I won't have to say that anymore. I can just proudly say, yeah, Conroy. Yeah. Oh, Conroy. not. And they'll be like, oh, not animated. I'll be like, motherfucker, he wasn't animated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, also, I'm really excited to hear that Hamill might come back and do Joker because he could totally do something in the vein of Nicholson's Joker. Yep. Because oh, yeah. he's at that age now and he's got that, that similar look and everything. Um, I could, he could nail that. And he did, uh, um, uh, a, a version. It's it's a knockoff version of the Joker that's actually in the universe. But he did that in Gotham, not Gotham. In God, was it Flash? It was Flash? It was, it was Flash when he yeah. did when he did the the prankster again. Prankster. That's it. So, so yeah, there so. Was, he he did he did the prankster from the uh, the old nineties thing. Yeah. And then I want to I feel like there was another one that he did that was uh, a, an alternate reality version of the prankster that he was more like Joker. Well, I mean, you there. There is an old man Joker. There, there was a run of Batman Beyond comics that had an old man, the Return of Joker, and he was, you know, an old man. But let me just say, I don't give a shit about anything that has been brought to the DC universe, and I cannot wait <laughs> for any of this. Like. Uh, this this is one episode, Christopher. How long is this? Five episodes. No, it's gonna be a oh, big make crossover. it longer. Five, like, right? five episodes is not enough. Five episodes is insane. They they're did. gonna do. They're gonna it's do wonderful. three. They're gonna do three before the holiday break. The holiday break, <laughs> and then there's the last two are I, at least gonna encompass with in the final episodes of Arrow um, post holiday season in January. So. If there's a man just holding a sign that says the end is nigh. I'm going to just be completely <laughs> hydrated. Yeah. Like, and, and DC is, man, their television has been kind of wonky for me, especially with the, the CW verse. But with, with Titans picking up a second season and that trailer dropping recently of Titans season two, uh, my, my friend and co-host Austin is a DC fanatic. DC has never done anything wrong in his mind. In his twisted, broken ass mind. But as we were at the bar last night, he showed me the trailer for for Titans Two. Yeah, and it was incredible. I know, Chris. You I'm don't still care about on Titans. I'm still tapping. I know, on. I know, and that's fine. But as you have to realize, like, I don't care about DC, Chris, <laughs> and I care about DC. And this show has got me excited for DC, which is something. <laughs> What did I say? Chris, you're 100% right. Philip, I like DC. Oh, I yeah. don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I don't get off my show. But but also, I mean, at the bar, I know this is a little sidetracked, but he's talking about, Austin was talking about Doom Patrol season two and how nuts it would be if they moved the Doom Manor 
to Louisiana and see what happens down in the Swamp. swamped territories yeah. of Louisiana. Yeah. But um, all things are good right now in D.C., and this could be the turnaround that they need. It's, it's definitely getting a new viewer out of me. I, I could say that as somebody who does not watch things, <laughs> I will be watching this. Well, yeah, and, and Charles, you started to touch on it. So the, the big question for Warner Brothers has been, how, how do we repair the DCEU, right? Yeah. Because the only thing that has worked, the two things that have worked have been Wonder Woman and Aquaman, right? That's Everything fair. else has been, yeah. it been pretty bad. And Aquaman, Aquaman arguably worked because it did the exact same thing that these television shows on the CW did. It leaned into its, its goofballness, but also still had a pretty awesome story. Uh, or a little, yeah, it's it, fine. Let me walk that back a little bit. Not awesome story. It was kind of predictable story, but it was the hero's journey that you wanted to see. You wanted to see the reluctant hero, you know, basically ascend to accept his birthright and have a good ass time while doing it. And, you know, if they do something comparable like that, like accept the fact that you nailed it, you nailed it on television. You got it. You've got great people. When we were talking about justice league, and BVS, back when that came out, I said at the time, Grant Gustin is yeah. Barry Allen for me right now. Why are you casting Ezra Miller? You don't need him. And Ezra Miller, I like him. Yeah, I just don't like him as Barry Allen n- anymore because I like Grant so much better. <laughs> uh, and, and the same thing goes for just about everybody in the Arrowverse. Like, they've done some bang-up casting You've established a world that people care about. We've lost some people along the way. A lot of people walked away from these projects, and that's fine. Figure out who wants to stay on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Build your house around them and be like, okay. listen, we're going we're gonna to elevate you like Marvel elevated. I mean, just think of what, what Marvel did for the careers of virtually everybody who was in a Marvel movie in the last 10 years. Gangbusters. That, that was Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback. Oh well, yeah. Iron yeah. Man saved Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Not only that, but I mean, look at look at how interestingly you are positioned to 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 take from Marvel the concept and follow through of an interconnected universe. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you guys did a great job in the movies. Congratulations. Now we're we're going to show you how to do it across every screen. Yeah, and and the the the, yeah. the thing I have been saying for the last four years is DC has achieved what Marvel did, but at the television level in a way that Marvel could not do at Netflix and absolutely didn't do with agents of shield. No. And hasn't done with all of their other properties. They've been Mm. juggling lately. They might be about to do it with this new initiative in phase four because they're doing all these new shows and they're, they're directly tied to the MCU. They're using MCU actors. So that could be a major shift, but they thus far DC has created a shared universe that works and people care about it. I mean, these shows are still going. Yeah, Arrow's ending, but Arrow's ending because it was it was the just progenitor, time. and it's yeah. time. You know, it, the story's kind of we set it only... up perfectly for let let him do movies. Yeah, uh, it, it, and there's no reason you can't have Steve Amell come back, right? right. He's gonna want to come back. Well, look at Constantine. One season. That was really good, and NBC took a shit on it. And that motherfucker has lived like nobody else through all these different shows. And everybody, there's some of the highest rated shows when he shows up. And now he's getting a whole season on on uh, Legends, mm-hmm. you know. And he's killing it. The actor is killing it. The character is great. See, that's the show I got to catch up on. Is Legends? I love you. Talk about leaning into goofballness. I love that one. 
see and that's one of the things that really works for that show is it's goofy it's fun it does weird stuff one of my favorite episodes from the first season was the one where palmer and uh I can't remember her name, but they end up getting stuck in time and they end up living their lives for like five years. I think it is or something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Him and hot girl. He and hot girl. Yeah. Yeah. Hot girl. Yeah. And it, it was this huge thing. And like, then they get, they get rescued and they're like, we, we just lived yeah. five years as, as our, as a couple stuck in the past. And all of a sudden it, I thought that was, that was great television. Yeah. At the same time, that show can go do an episode, the very next episode, that is completely off the wall and goofball, and it works. So, yeah, I, I think D, uh, Warner Brothers needs to lean into what they've achieved at the television level and let that be their world. It, we have always said this on this show. DC's animated stuff crushes Marvel's animated stuff until very recently. Like, And, and honestly, the, the best entry in Marvel animated wasn't even really Marvel. It was Sony because Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse was insane. Hmm. And yeah, Marvel was involved, but that's not just Marvel. You know, that's Sony fucking nailed it there. So yeah, no, I, this is, this is an exciting event. They've kind of touched on trying to do this before and it hasn't quite been as exciting, but I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, and that's the, with them introducing the monitor last year, I mean, the way they're doing this harkens back to the way that they did crisis on the infinite Earths in the comics. I mean, for yeah. almost two years prior to that kicking off, you were mm-hmm. seeing this dude show up in comics, and you're like, "Huh?" Oh, they, and I think that's intentional. They did Crisis on Earth X last year, and it literally mm-hmm. ended with Crisis of in- on Infinite Earth is coming. Yep. You know, so yeah, that's that's beautiful. The other two big things that I remember reading um, <clears throat> that they uh, there's likely going to be an Arrow spinoff um, coming. So I don't know that Arrow is going to be completely done. And depending on what they do with Stephen Amell at the end of Arrow proper there may be room for him to, to make cameos and guest appearances either mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the DC, the CW shows or on this show for sure. And then also just the, the big iconic cover of, of issue seven, the death of Supergirl, they, they're hinting at one of, there's going to be that iconic image of a hero holding. Wow. They're calling him. You know, what I'd love to see is him put Amel in Legends and have him finally be truly an outcast because he's always so dark and they're like, ah, get over yourself. And they move on with stuff and he doesn't know what to do. He's a fish out of water. It'd be awesome. Um, but fish out of water. Good segue. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's Orville is going from Fox, which is man, all right. I think it was Fox was where they aired it. It's moving to Hulu for season three, which I'm very excited about because it's been – it was – one somebody somebody referenced it when it first came on and said this is the next generation show we didn't know we needed because very Star Trek next generation but with the McFarland comedy and and more realistic interactions in space um, and I've enjoyed the first two seasons and so for it coming to Hulu my question is to you is it going to change because with network sensors. They're renting it in. I kind of think McFarlane needs that rain in, or it might just be the South Park movie where it's just like, yeah, that's not that funny when you're uncensored. So I, I got you on this, all right? When, when this news hit, McFarlane <laughs> talked to the press. What? Okay, okay. What? Phil's got a uh, no, dog no, ear no, no, thing no, to Paul, say. Paul, you're okay. good. Charles, shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. 
<laughs> See, that's, that whole five-minute scene was horrible in that movie. Shut up. Yeah, no, All mute right, Paul. yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, done. So McFarlane <laughs> talked to the press when this was first announced, and he, he said basically this. He's like, Fox has been my broadcasting home and partner since the beginning of my career. We have a great relationship. I'm very happy with them. They've always let me do my thing. And but this is a right move. It's a best move for the show because it's going to put us someplace where we can have the resources we need, and we're also going to have the freedom that we need to do the the best version of the show possible. Nice. And I I, be, I believe that's him speaking honestly. He's still essentially working with the same people. Good, you know, like like this is they're switching platform, but they're not switching. You know, the the the, the people who work for Fox. I, most of them still work for Fox, as far as I know. You know, that's well. So still, well, for Disney, some, yeah. Something that came to mind was was this sold to Disney, and that's how they're putting it out. So Hulu, because didn't they buy the majority of Fox TV yeah. properties? You know, yeah. Well, other than different studios, I mean, they got Fox Television. Right. Fox, Fox was okay. one of the partners in Hulu. So, so this, this is a this. Okay, I, I'm seeing it a little different now. This is a oh, thank God they survived story versus we're moving because it didn't work over here is mm-hmm. they got sold and we didn't know if they were going to carry on and yay they are car- awesome i'm down man so what is fox going to put on their network since they don't own shit anymore <laughs> well i mean they don't have to own shit disney owns them they're fine yeah you know but um uh, i'm with you paul i think i th- I-, I hope McFarland seems to be somebody who speaks straight and, and doesn't hold back. Remember, he, before hashtag Me Too started, he was in his own humorous, pointed stylings, was making comments at award shows. You know, like uh, the famous one I think Paul you quoted was uh, the best actress. Well, at least now she knows she doesn't have to worry about whatever anymore. You know, Dude, she, he was talking about Weinstein before anybody was talking yeah. about Weinstein. So I think publicly. if this was a bad deal, he would be making his jokes about it and we know so i'm glad that he seems happy i'm 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 happy phil eat a dick chris you you like this show man you're looking for have you seen any of this show i got the nod from chris yeah yeah no yeah absolutely sir waiting for stuff to end yeah no absolutely i love orville it's i if 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 this is what the next generation was to people back when it was on then i feel like i missed out but I, because I was not a TNG guy. So. You should be. <laughs> you yeah. should be. The first so, season's correctness. rough, but man, it gets good. So, Chris, your picture looks like you're from Back to the Future, and your parents are about to not meet. <laughs> Would you hold your hand up? <laughs> oh no no his his yeah, his, yeah. When it, uh... his background on the video you can find over at patreon.com slash breaking the panel. Uh, <laughs> it actually looks like he's on the soul plane. <laughs> yes, good reference. Oh, with that, hey. we'll be back after these messages. Yeah. Patreon.com slash breaking the panel is where you go to support the show. Now, we know that you all are crazy enough to listen to our little shit show here, but are you crazy enough to support? A lot of you actually are. Um, We've gotten a couple new patrons over the last couple weeks, and I deeply appreciate it all the way down in my deep, grinchy heart. One of the perks you get with the Patreon is the -the behind-the-scenes uncut editions of the weekly episode. Um, We record for about 20 to 30 minutes before the show starts, we talk in the mid, mid-show mid break and then the post-show, and a lot of that, you know, just gets cut out. 
because it doesn't fit doesn't fit the show maybe uh, at that point we talk about things that we're going to drop mid-show uh, things get weird things get heated sometimes uh, the only place to get that is over at patreon.com slash breaking the panel so support if you can any amount is perfect with us and let's get to the second half of the show see ya and we're back at Jesus Christ. If you're not going to patreon.com forward slash breaking the panel, you're missing out. Uh, I think Phil stood up twice laughing and clapping. Not at me. He's a dick to me always. But, you know, at the other guys. Yeah, fun. you deserve it. You all fuck off. Uh, what? So here's the round table. What, Phil? What, Phil? What? Oh, no. What? No. You, you what? take it. You good with what? You, what? you bring in northern aggression up on my ass. Come on, Phil. <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> All right. Oh. So I thought, Paul. Paul, I know you pulled it from Reddit, but that was that was so much fun last week. Of this good question that made us all think about stuff and tell stories. It was a lot of fun. It's, it's something we used to do a long time ago on the show. Similarly, and uh, we talked about it in the break. And so, basically, what's the most impactful toy we've all had in our childhood? What's the one that really? got you playing or that you remember the most as phil tries to choke back vomit it looks like i i, I don't know the sound of your voice curdles so, so we have talked we have talked about that before right like like i, toys think, from I think a while back probably yeah, yeah i think it was when we had one of the toy power boys on we talked about yeah. that so i got one all right i got it, i got it, i got it as an adult what is a toy that you saw and now three of you have kids and i don't but I'm a giant child, so I often just, like, my answer is going to be different than yours. But as an adult, what toy have you seen that you were just like, what the fuck? Why didn't we have that when I was a kid? Uh, hands down, the new Unicron that's coming out. That's n- nuts. Have you seen this? If no. you haven't seen this, you need to get in the Toy Power Discord and look at the pictures. Yo, yeah. So right now, so right now uh, a collector, to give scale, he did a life-size uh picture cut out of it, it both in the planetoid form and transformed into the bot and he, he did a life-size cut out of it standing next to uh two combiners uh combiners like about here and unicron standing in robot mode is up here the fortress maximus out in into base mode in he had a, a cutout of the uh in, in in planet mode the thing dwarfs it it's it's nuts how big this thing is i think it's uh us i want to say six hundred dollars i know it translates to a thousand bucks australian and of course you know at least one of them's already getting it and I, it makes me cry that i don't have that kind of disposable income <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's nuts how insanely big this thing is because i know for a while when i was a kid i used to judge toys on their heft like i'd pick up like a juggernaut figure and i was like oh this is gonna hurt my little brother when i hit him with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, if, it, if it if the if the if the cardstock you picked it up by the cardstock top and it started to bow or just like straight bend you're like oh this is a good one this is a good one um that the unicron you could pick him up and swing it by his legs and knock my brother out so <clears throat> yeah nice one that I've always been a little jealous of is that, <clears throat> and I know this is very fucking predictable, but the the world of Nintendo putting out all these strange characters into figure form mm-hmm. has got me just a little annoyed, but not enough where I'm not purchasing them and putting them up on my shelf. Right. But like, that's all I wanted when I was a child. I just wanted a Samus. I wanted a Samus action figure. 
mm-hmm. and I never got one until about six months ago. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, I had to use a red Power Ranger to pretend it was Samus. And, and you know, when I was in high school, I used to make stop-go animation movies with all these old figures at my buddy's house. And it just would have been so much better if if we had these toys that we have now back then you know the the points of articulation on the samus i have up there now is 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 great it's like 13 12 13 15 points of articulation on that when you go back to these 90s power rangers where there's like four five maybe that yeah chris you're muted um but that's He's doing math. You don't want to yeah. hear that. No, I was thinking I was counting the joints on the. <laughs> but that's kind of where you know I I wish I had some of those when I was younger. I remember Charles? how excited I was when those uh, the Mega Man, the, that Mega Man wave came out, and I could get Proto Man and Mega Man and and Rush. Yeah, like those those were badass. And I I rolled into one. Uh, local GameStop and they had a bunch of the figures like on clearance and I was like oh yeah so even recently they put out this new wave of Mega Man which is a little bit more animated but it still has you know both the shoulders wrists knees ankles feet hip head and and they're really wonderful and pretty pretty cheap to pick up but yeah even then we didn't have any of those Mega Mans and the only thing I've ever wanted and it has yet to be made is a Captain N Oh, yeah, but I have seen, you know, a custom, one of a kind made Captain N toy, and I want it, but it's one of a kind, and I'll never have it. But you want the full set, right? With the off colored, well, yeah, the right? off colored, you know, the the ter- teal fucking Mega Man and the the piece of shit Simon uh, Belmont. Belmont. <laughs> but you know, that's been buried so far into Disney's lore that it's not even a, you know, close to ever hitting mainstream until Nintendo releases Captain N in Smash Brothers as their <laughs> final DLC character. Uh, it, what about you, Charles? Like a hula hoop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was a kid, hula hoops were square, and now they're round, and this is fucking bullshit. This is a bullshit. We always just push that hula hoop with a stick down the Those road. Those little bitches get a there. ring on their foot, and it jumps around. I had to do it by goddamn with my hips, bitch. <laughs> um, so basically, all the action figures. I mean, I had the ninja, the first generation of Ninja Turtles. And I thought they were amazing, yep. but the things that come out now for all the different Ninja Turtle movies and 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 animations and and it's just so much cooler now how they do it in the vehicles and it's so much more affordable. You remember the turtle van, right? When it came out in the eighties, you couldn't. I couldn't afford it. My parents were like, "Fuck you, get out of here, kid." <laughs> um, and you know now it's like 30 40 50 bucks if they make one and you and that's a lot more affordable uh but beyond that the movies like the avengers movies and and everything every movie gets its own line of characters how many movies did i watch as a kid that didn't have jack shit can you imagine all dogs go to heaven fucking dogs to play with or Mm. five will ghost to america i want to be like there no captain America. Yeah, you know this is the shit I watched as a kid. Five goes west, stupid mother. Yeah. It's American Tale and Five Goes West. Oh my yeah. 
Why can we not mute him? Because guns are free in the South. Just uh, buy one already. I'm the reason. I'm the reason people tune in just to stir the shit, motherfuckers. Uh, oh, that uh, is no, damn sure. You're, you're, you're certainly not wrong, Charles. Because like any movie that comes out now has a toy line behind it, but and then but most also, of them look great. They do, but but you also have to remember too, like back when we were younger. They were just putting out these toys to to make money, right? You yeah, you need to have yeah. a second source of income to get with you, with your IP. But now the our generation is old, and and they're the ones making the toys, making the toys that we've always wanted when we were that age, right? And there mm-hmm. you can actually, if you go to some of the smaller independent toy companies, they're putting out very high quality toys because that's always what they wanted sitting up on their shelf. Yeah, and, yeah. you know and we've gotten this influx over the last few years of all these high quality toys and the, the mega articulation and the great sculpts. And those are all great and wonderful, but it, those real action figures that have been coming out lately, giving us those old IPs, like giving me a Ripley figure and giving me mm-hmm. a Xenomorph. Those, those real mm-hmm. action figures are great. Mm-hmm. And I just picked up a new, it's a Funko pop one, but it's similar to, I just picked up this first appearance of Superman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Superman's no, parents are not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's great like the the simplicity of those for going back and be like that's just it's good i want I, that i yeah. actually uh this is great that we're talking about this because whenever i was younger all i wanted with my little racetrack was uh mario kart characters oh yeah mm. man i get that i get and that and so i went out and i bought mm. yeah Every single fucking Mario Kart character that came out. Yeah. And apparently these are these are a Target exclusive and kind of hard to find. And uh, luckily they had one of each and then two peaches, which is uh, great because she's trading it triple her value right now. So, nice. uh, but, you know, I bought two sets, one for the closet and uh, one for the kid. And this is how toy power starts. Yeah. So I'm told. <laughs> So yeah. I know Paul hasn't gone yet. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Paul. But as a side note, all the stuff specifically for girls is so much better now. My sister had Barbie, which was a very unrealistic thing to look up to and play with, especially through the 80s and 90s. And now, I mean, my daughter, Crosby, got to grow up when she's six, seven years old with Monster High, which f- fed mm-hmm. right to her interest of monsters and, and what other people would consider darkness. She loves that stuff and the oddness. And there's a whole TV series that was built after the toys. And you know, you got Ever After High, which is, is fairy tales at high school as opposed to monsters. And you got uh, DC Girls. I think it's amazing that now... We're getting actual good action figures for girls to play with that we didn't have as children. But, Paul, what was yours? Well, so I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said so far. Uh, you know, I, I I don't have kids, so I collect still. And I'm just looking around my room right now. I collect Lego. Not so much lately. Money's been tight the last few months. But I, I buy some Lego here and there. I like Star Wars. I like... Uh, <clears throat> some of the other lines occasionally here or there. Um, I, I got a bunch of the Marvel stuff. Like I loved all the Avengers infinity war slash end game. Well, not the end game stuff. The infinity war stuff was cool. Uh, but like, you know, stuff like Amiibo is really cool. Like I love the idea of having these beautiful Nintendo figurines that for the char- iconic characters that we love, 
that I can then scan into some of the games to get something in the game. Or like I have uh, Dynasty Warriors, um, Fire Emblem Warriors, and it doesn't care what amiibo I scan in on that. You know, it gives me free loot just for scanning in up to five a day, I think it is. Uh, so stuff like that is amazing. Um, and, you know, the quality of Lego sets is incredible. Action figures, like you said. Uh, I started collecting Marvel Legends last year because I always wanted that shit when I was a kid. It, and it's it's a money pit. Don't get me wrong. At $20 a figure MSRP and a lot of stores upcharging a couple of bucks just to begin with, like GameStop is... $23 a figure and they're unfortunately GameStop is the place I can actually rely on to go and get them you know because if I try to go to Walmart which is actually only like 16 17 bucks which is a dope deal they get raked all the time you know what I mean so it's like it's crazy but um like what what Hasbro's doing with Marvel Legends right now and it, to the same point Overwatch I I am bored to shit with Overwatch as a game right now like I don't play it anymore but I love the world building that they did. I love the characters that they designed. I love the lore, the fluff of that setting. And they have a line of uh, Marvel Legends equivalent quality Overwatch figures that I keep salivating over. And I've not bought any of them yet um, that are absolutely fantastic. And the fact that we live in a world where you have companies like Hasbro pumping out high quality but affordable figures, you have Funko. Like I, I know everybody has an axe to grind with Funko Pops. But that's not the only thing Funko does. Right. And the Funko Pops have paid for an empire. And that empire is paying you know, dividends in other stuff that is awesome. Uh, NECA, the stuff that NECA does, um, Chris was talking about it. You know, All these, these, <sighs> these movies of our youth getting high-quality action figures that are absolutely incredible. Like the, the Predator line. When I was a kid, I had the Aliens line, if anybody remembers, from the late 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which were awesome. Those were so cool at the time. Uh, you know, like the scorpion alien exploded when you pressed a button. The gorilla alien could squirt stuff out of his mouth. Like, it was awesome. Uh, they reissued a lot of those, essentially. Like, they redesigned them a little bit. And they're they're not gimmicky like they were back in the 90s. But those are out now. And then you have the Predator line. Which every Predator that's ever appeared in just about anything has a version as an action figure. It's just an insane time. Like, the 80s was definitely a golden era for toys, I think. Like, especially for action figure type toys. But where we're at now, it's just, like, absolutely mind-blowing. And there's just... The, the biggest thing is there's so many options. You know? Uh, I, I, I've watched YouTubers who you know, go toy hunting. And a lot of those guys, they'll collect like Marvel legends, but they'll also collect, they'll collect like the higher end stuff like Mezco's and SH figure arts and, uh, you know, stuff that's like a hundred dollars a figure minimum, you know what I mean? And just go nuts with it. Uh, and then a lot of them, <laughs> we'll, 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 uh, a lot of them fuck with transformers. Uh, I'm not going to get into collecting transformers. I don't think, but they, I look at them and I'm like, those are dope. Those are incredible. Yeah. I think it's awesome. So, um, honestly, it's like just about it. Now there, I will say this, Charles, you were talking about the quality of toys, like for girls in particular. Yeah. There is some garbage out there and I, yeah. I will take a moment to shit upon all the brands that try to just collect, you know, like they, they put out these really chintzy products and they just try to collect. And uh, I'm going to call out Mattel for that. Mattel's DC multiverse line, which is supposed to be the, the DC equivalent of Marvel legends mm-hmm. was garbage. And the fact that they lost the rights to it is a godsend for fans of DC. And I, I talked about it on this show because you, you take a Marvel Legends. 
take for example, I have right here one of the last figures I bought was uh, uh, Gold Team uh, Beast from X Men that has an insane level of articulation and design. Like you can do a handstand, a one-handed handstand with this figure and balance him on it and not have to use anything else to hold him up. Now you can't bump the table, but, <laughs> but, but he, he's this, this figure is so precisely engineered. You can put him in a classic comic handstand and it looks great. Uh, awesome. This has so many levels of artic- his feet articulate, like not, not just like his foot moves around. His foot is hinged for the people who are patrons at home. His, mm-hmm. his toes are hinged so that you can put him in really complex poses. Not every figure has this level of articulation, but a lot of them do. And it's awesome. And they, they can flex their legs out all the way to the side and everything. The DC multiverse line, I bought a couple of them at five below. And I understand now why they ended up at five below. Um, their legs don't even flex out to the side. Mm. They, they are like straight 90s. My legs go like this. And that's it. Yeah. Figures. And they, 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 the quality was so much lower at the same price point. And I was just like blown away that this was the competition. And it kind of made me laugh because it's like DC always gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, I think I think with that line particularly, I what I noticed not other than just the articulation was the paint choice, the color, the color palette. I mean, there was there was no complexity to their colors at all. It was true blue, true green. I, it was very there was no tonal shifts or anything in there. <clears throat> um, and I did notice today when I was at the store, um, their new line, the DC ever the pioneer does not have build a figures. They have collecting combiners. Collecting yep. combine is the new buzz. Yeah, that was the whole Mattel angle, yeah. Well, see, I'm also, as much as I love those Build-A-Figures, the retailers that I shop at for toys in our area, those get stolen. Yeah, they get stolen here, too. They get stolen everywhere. Pretty much Walmart. Uh, One of my favorite memes in the Marvel Legends community is the uh, people who take pictures of the swaps that get done. Yeah, and return. Yeah, because yeah. customers customer service doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, customer service has no idea w- what a Caliban arm is from a, you know, another apocalypse arm. arm. Yeah. yeah, like um, just to speak of some recent ones, and the the only thing about the build figures, you know, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and Chris gave me a giant pile of shit, but I have the entire wave of apocalypse from late last year. The only thing I'm missing is the head, which comes with Gladiator, and Gladiator's like seventy dollars, and I'm. I don't know how I'm going to finish my apocalypse because I just don't have parts. I don't have the head for him. You know I'm, what put, I mean? I'm putting together a team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's head. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need head, uh, no. which, is, which is terrible because now that apocalypse figure isn't like super articulated or anything. It's, it's basically just him in a power pose, mm-hmm. but it's cool. And it just sucks that I'm not going to be able to finish that figure. Cause that, I'm a big X-Men fan and that is a guy I want. The other thing that they do, Marvel Legends, is um, they they do the store exclusive thing, which not everybody likes, but the Walgreens exclusives are almost always like Fantastic Four related. Mm-hmm. And we get stuff like infamous Iron Man, mm-hmm. which is Doom as Iron Man. This is one of my favorite figures. I bumped into it randomly. I didn't even know it was coming out. I was like, oh, this looks awesome. And I bought it on the spot and I took it home and I opened it up and it's dope. He's not super articulated, but he looks incredible. Yeah. Walgreens uh, always worth the stop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I, so uh, a little bit of backstory. When Sean and I play Pokemon Go, we go to Rome, which is 20 minutes away from us. There's a Walgreens right next to the fort, the, the National Monument we go to to go walk around and catch Pokemon. So every community day. So last year, every weekend we were playing Pokemon Go and I w- we'd go into Walmart to use the bathroom and usually buy like a monster or something, you know, a, a beverage. And I'd go sweeping through that aisle. And that's how I got Thing last year. I bu- one day I walked through and Thing was there, and I was like, yes. And one day I walked through and Silver Surfer was there, and I was like, yes. And I don't have any of the other Fantastic Fours, so whatever. <laughs> Get fucked, old man. Uh, which is fine. I mean, because I love Thing. I love uh, I love Surfer. You know, it was so dope to get those. And if I never find the other three, oops. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's an amazing time. It's actually a problem that there's so much good stuff to collect because, like, Who's got the space and the income for all of it? You know. Well, that's why you gotta you gotta move down to you know the prison colony where there's just uninhabitable wastelands where you could just put storage facilities. The 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 wild part about that is like their internet is literal garbage tier. They pay like five times value on everything, and then the toy power boys are like just sitting on mansions of toys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, in in the vein of what Paul was talking about, the the DC Universe uh, Classics line, which was the progenitor before Mattel took over and yeah. fucked up with multiverse. Um, when the Anti Monitor line came out, it was also the the brightest day or the uh-huh. darkest the darkest night tie in. So you got all of these like Lex Luthor, Orange Lantern, um, Wonder Woman as a Sapphire Lantern. So it was all of those, and then the build a figure was anti monitor, and mm-hmm. it was around Christmas time. And I was like, mm, "Yeah, I don't care about spending for the kids. I bought them all up, opened every single one, and I've got a sweet ass anime and anti monitor. Same deal. I mean, it's just, it's a classic power pose. Is basically all you can do. But fuck, I've got a big ass anti monitor. Yeah. <clears throat> can you show us on the shelf behind you where it is in your your <laughs> room there? Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to see what's on Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well that that was awesome stuff right there, and and I want more of that. I mean, we got some good stuff. It, it brings us a good story, good talking points. Uh, but what's not a good talking point? Phil and I both were grabbing this headline at the same time because we're huge Borderlands fans. In fact, you can watch us play through Borderlands Two on Monday nights around nine p.m. Eastern over at GSU Media on Twitch. And we're going to play that. And then we're, when Borderlands 3 drops, we're going to play a whole lot of that. But right now, apparently, which this is just an article, so I don't fully believe it's trending because I haven't seen it pop up on my Facebook it is. page. Is it trending? It was trending on Twitter, and that's where I heard it. Okay. Uh, hashtag Solid. Boycott Borderlands 3 is trending. Why is that, Phil? Uh, well, I, uh, you know, like a good in- investigative journalist. I uh, I really dug deep into uh, the material, but if I had to, uh, I I I didn't read into anything. But if I had to guess, uh, the CEO of Gearbox is a cunt, and uh, we're getting into crunch time for Borderlands. Right? It comes out in well, not according to this article. Well, I'm just going to mute myself and keep looking at. Uh... So this is from Game Rant. Um, uh, I didn't know. I mean, I, and that, see, that's the thing. People don't know. And this could be just Game Rant's take on it. It could be something else. But this is actually against uh, uh, 2K Games, really. So 
Apparently, there's a controversy resulting in an outright call to boycott. Go fuck yourself, number one. Boycotts don't work. But two, just just in general, go fuck yourself. You know, uh, it's about the YouTube, right? Yes, it's about yeah, the fact okay, that yes, yes. Borderlands 3. Half journalism on this. Yeah, okay. Me too. I just read this one article. So, I, okay. I, you know, I'm the I, expert now. Uh, <laughs> but Twitch, or Borderlands 3 has Twitch integration features through an extension called EchoCast. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen any trailers on it. Apparently, there's a trailer out there. But in the trailer for it, uh, the name of one of the Twitch accounts being used to test a feature was shown, allowing anyone interested to look it up for themselves. And while the stream was private, thumbnails, because Twitch is what Twitch does. Thumbnails were available. So another YouTuber who does a lot of Borderlands-related content made videos featuring those thumbnails. And... Apparently, Take Two. Uh, actually, it says Take Two. But I thought it's Two K. What? What the hell is Take Take Two Interactive? Oh, it's a parent company. Okay, sorry, my bad. Take Two Interactive. I forget they don't necessarily show up on the loading screen. So my bad. So Take Two Interactive is a parent company of Two K Games. Two K is, is the distributor of this IP, and um, apparently Take Two basically hit him with uh, copyright strike issues. On his channel because he featured these thumbnails from Twitch. And now it does say allegedly, and I don't even want to follow that, but allegedly other stuff. And my thing is everybody's upset. You, you, It doesn't matter what a company accidentally leaks. We talked about this years ago, year one. We're going we're gonna to number this like old Batman comics. Year one, breaking the panel, we talked about uh, uh, The Walking Dead and how somebody was using press photos that were on the internet, but because he didn't have the press relationship with AMC, they hit him with strikes on YouTube. Number two, YouTube will strike you for using your own shit. That's not necessarily take two doing it, although they probably did. YouTube is known notoriously for having shitty algorithms. Three, if you don't have permission, it doesn't matter what's on the internet, you can't fucking use it. Um, and then it goes on to talk about Pitchford well, as accused of assaulting Claptrap's former voice actor. Um, and it really doesn't go into more than that. It's really just focusing on this YouTube guy who's gotten uh, uh, some some strikes from Take Two. Fuck well, off. It, it, well, it's no mystery that Randy Pitchford's an asshole. That's been I known said for it. a long time. cunt. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, and he... Um, the, the Troy Baker thing is, is aside from the point. Well, so circle back to this YouTube thing, though. The issue is, yeah, no, YouTube does auto flag a lot of stuff. Um, anything like that should be you. You have the process to be able to revise your video or escalate it to try to get it reviewed. And it's supposed to bounce back to the whoever has the copy claim against you. And a person is supposed to look at it and assess it. And, you know, and then go from there. And that's recently been upgraded somewhat. Yeah, it's been, yeah, they've been trying to make efforts because, I mean, they, they lost, they've lost millions of dollars in revenue because people don't want to make content on their platform because they're tired of getting struck all the time. Yeah. Because they, they lose money. Uh, the, but the issue is, um, so I, I don't know the whole story here, but I would say it sounds like he probably escalated it. And it went to a review, and they doubled down on it. That would absolutely be on whoever the claim is filed on behalf of. 
yeah uh where they would go look because fair use is a thing if they put if you put something out like if you put out a promotional video or whatever it is if it's used for critique or you know educational purposes or anything like that well in limited form sure. basically if if you change it because uh, that's that's a, a huge thing in the community is that you have to meaningfully change it as part of your original content it's allowed to be used uh it sh- it should be allowed it should not be copyright now if you just if you literally grab somebody's content and you're like hey this is the new thing for borderlands 3 and then you just play whatever they had right after saying that yeah no i mean youtube should and, shut that shit down and in this case see, here's where it gets muddy Right, because you're absolutely right. Borderlands is putting out so many promo videos on Facebook, doing character reviews, doing planet reviews, you know, these little snippets. And you can like and you can share, you can post them. I could probably make a Twitch video and talk about them if I just use their Facebook page. That's fair use. In this particular case, it's a private stream that the company obviously wanted to keep this stuff under wraps. And Twitch, as its beast, as it is, does the thumbnails so it wasn't necessarily intended for public use i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that's yeah. what muddies the waters it wasn't intended for public use it wasn't something they put out for anybody to see it was grabbed and honestly but, why are you making a big deal for a strike it's not your material to well use. that's not, that's not the only thing that is leading to this it's just God. the main heart of this article but, and well damn it the, i'm gonna the, stand on one article god damn it no it, this the, the biggest push for boycotting borderlands is still the epic exclusive thing at, at the, the 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 PC gaming community has got this bee in their bonnet about Epic and the Epic Game Store and how every single thing that Epic tries to do right now is the the act of the devil itself, and every single company and every single game that tries to go exclusive with them is are assholes and have sold out their community and they should be roasted on a pyre. That is the community attitude I've seen hundreds of threads at this point just full of thousands of comments from people echoing that exact mentality so i guarantee you that is the real impetus behind this boycott borderlands sure. and and they would they will glom on to things like this oh, any yeah. little slight controversy they can to be like see 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 these guys are such fucking assholes oh my god they're, they're the biggest assholes and it's like yeah they mm-hmm. they just it, at the end of the day everybody's pissed off that they can't have it on steam for six months and any little glimmer of a right. thing, you know what I mean? And here's what upsets me. Okay, Phil, go ahead. Yeah. Go on. Boycotts are fucking stupid. Thank well, you. Yeah. Thank so you. So here, here's the thing. If you don't like something, don't that, is, that is great. That is great. But trying to convince other people to do your bidding because you don't like it is fucking stupid. If a boycott actually is affected for, for, for this, which it won't be, but let's say hypothetically it is, who does that actually hurt? It hurts your low-end community members. It hurts your devs. It hurts the actual people that work on this game and not the CEOs that run the actual company. Because if this game does not perform well, it's not the CEOs that are going to get fired. It's the people that actually put the time, yeah. their heart, their soul, their fucking voices, everything into this game. Well, and, the, and the fact that you don't like that it's on a platform is childish. And, and I know, hey, look, the internet's childish. We get yeah. it. 
The worst part about that, Phil, is when it does hit Steam six months after release, nobody's going to give a fuck anymore. Nobody's going to be mad. Everybody's just going to play the game. Or or we'll just wait 10 minutes until EA, you know, stumbles over their own dick because it's inevitable. But but also it's just like I have no problem supporting 2K going to Epic because Epic will give the developers and the company a little bit more money for every sale that's made. Oh, it's not just that. To get these exclusivity deals, they're giving a giant payment. Well, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I want to support a company that that I enjoy. You know, some of these, some of the other, other game developers that put out free-to-play games, I normally do not give money to until I've put time into it. And I'm like, yes, I enjoy this game. Give me ways to give you money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rare has put out Sea of Thieves. It's been out for uh, a little bit over a year. And they have put out content after content after content for free for, for, for Sea of Thieves. Now, they're talking about doing micromanaging or microtransactions for cosmetics for the game. Just so they can say, hey, if you want to give us extra money, this is the way to do it. Which I'm okay with because they're cosmetic. And am I going to probably pick them up? Probably. Because it's given me hours upon hours of entertainment but not only that, it has given me hours of hours of joy playing with my friends. Mm-hmm. So I want to give back to a company that has given me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of that, man. And the fact that nobody, nobody will give a shit when things were serious at EA back in, in the early 2000s where it really – and this is pre – everything's on the internet and everybody can cry like a bitch right now. And that's not a female slur. That's a shut-the-fuck-up slur. And it was – in word was coming out like EA in Europe is mandatory overtime, 80-hour work weeks. Cr- I mean, it's horrible. And once we found out as a world, gamers tried to make a change. I honestly don't know how much has changed or not in there. This, this – hashtags don't – Fucking mean a goddamn thing. Well, it, you know, it really cut into the bottom line revenue when Hamilton was boycotted a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, it really cut into the revenue when Nike was boycotted a couple hours ago. You know, it <laughs> it was really uh, b- fucked up the bottom line when people boycotted McDonald's when they couldn't get their shush one sauce a couple of years. I mean, this shit doesn't matter. Like, fucking shut up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's it's, huh? It's just frustrating. And and I'm with you, Phil. It's the people, the the writers of the game who put their heart into the super fun storylines. In my opinion, the super fun storylines, the humor, the the, the uh, telltale. Right. The other night, I had some time. I started streaming uh, Tales from the Borderlands. The writing is phenomenal. It's hilarious. And then I'm sad. It's like Chris Farley watching the best of Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live going, you get to the end of that video, and he's dead. And you remember that. And it's like Telltale Games had something. They just mismanaged it, and yeah. it fucked everybody over. The players, but, the workers, everybody. Yeah. No, they did. Well, they're, they're, oh. and, and that's an example of a lot of different things going on. The fact is nobody was buying those games. That's why they went under. 
okay, and that, also, that could be. But that and, no. and but the flip side of that is in this case, what if you boycott? What if you really make this happen? Who again? Phil said it. Who are you fucking? Yourself. Yeah, no. Well, well, okay. So see, that's the only thing is like, like let's let's scroll back two years and talk about Battlefront Two, right? Star Wars Battlefront. Please. 2. That came out. So we got to see it in beta, and everyone's like, oh, this is great. The game is awesome. They've improved a lot of the issues from the first one. Super fun. It's going to be great. And then right before release, they rolled out their microtransaction plan, and people were like, full stop. What the fuck? Because it was pay to win. Basically, you know, the, 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 the random packs of cards that you would buy with real cash would give you upgrades to your character that would make you more powerful. If you were Boba Fett playing as the hero character Boba Fett, one of them would make your your uh, jetpack up in the air move and then shoot a rocket, be, do more damage, and it would make you immune to damage while you were in the air for X amount of percentage in time. And the higher quality ones that you would get from buying a lot more stuff would... And it was... People were like, dude, th- so day one, somebody can drop $100 and potentially just get like these insane power-ups and just be straight up better than me, not because they're more skilled than me, not because they put in the time and effort into a grind, because they swipe their credit card, and now their Boba Fett is essentially a god that takes like 75% damage reduction while he's in air, yep. and mine takes 15%, because I've got the common version of that move. Uh, that kind of shit was whack. And the community, they didn't necessarily organize a boycott, but when EA's developers did a put a post out in, on Reddit, it was the most downvoted post of all time. It sat at like negative half a million downvotes. Sure. And that game drastically undersold initially. And and yeah. what was it? What was the hashtag that changed the world there, Paul? Well, I don't know that there was a hashtag. Exactly my point. The but, but, action was actually taken. That's not his point. That's not his point. And that's not his point. But it is mine. Your point is the community as a whole went, no, this is wrong. And, and they took didn't buy the some game. kind of actions, and they actually didn't buy the game. It wasn't some yeah. hashtag movement about something you've heard I somewhere. Think you're the wrong aspect of it. To be Maybe, but that's the aspect that I took from the headline. I'm just kind but, of pissed. But, but Paul, what I what I'll say about that is that we were showed one thing, right? Yeah. And we we tested one thing, and then they cloaked and daggered us, and like gave us something that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but I, but that it's also not necessarily happening here. But it, it's not. But it, that also, I, I I mean I find it very hard to believe that a a dev, a low end dev, or or even like a department dev manager was like, this is the idea that we're getting. That is a complete, you know, fucking upper management. Someone who is completely oh, yeah. disconnected from the community move. Mm-hmm. And even though that game didn't sell well. That that gentleman or madam who made the decision to, you know, slide in these micromanaging or microtransaction bits of the game probably suffered no repercussion from that. Well, that's that's the issue, though. Is so that that comes down to holding Correct. the industry responsible. That comes down to holding the parent companies responsible. Because what what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to do is if a developer does something that I don't agree with, I'm not going to walk out and hand them $60 for a brand new game on release day. Right. 
<clears throat> I don't I don't do that anyways. I mean, I, I've talked about that in the past. Only a handful of games in the last five, six, five to ten years have gotten day one full price from me. A handful, less than ten. I could count on these two hands. Uh, it, one of them was Skyrim. And at the time, I was very happy with Bethesda. When Skyrim came out, I was over the moon. Today, I didn't buy Fallout 76, and I still won't. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually buy Fallout 4, and I'm glad I didn't. I, I got it from a friend who happened to buy a video card that came with a code, and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to play this. I don't have time. And they gave it to me. And I played it for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, this game is cool, but it it's missing a lot, you know? I'm glad I didn't spend $60 on it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> as you see a collector's edition behind. yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and I, but I have gotten burned by World of Warcraft but I've bought every expansion of World of Warcraft when it came out and been like yep I'm here it's going to be great this time and what happened with this last expansion Philip both of us uh, we played it and then we put out a podcast about how great it was and then two uh, weeks after we released that podcast uh, you stopped playing <laughs> No, I stopped playing days after we put that out. Yeah. You stopped like a week later. Like yeah. it was, we, we fell off within two weeks. And I've actually said I've I've drawn my line in the sand on this. Blizzard, I'm done. I'm canceling you. I, you you've let me down too many times recently. Everything that you've said and done for the last like two years, solid, has let me down. And I'm not gonna go out and make a big angry rant anyplace about it. I will chime in occasionally on Reddit in a thread that talks about this stuff. I'll be like, dude, I'm just disappointed with the direction you're going. I'm not going to buy anymore. I'm done. I'm going to give somebody else my dollars. And I'm going to go to Humble Bundle and give them my $15 a month for the Humble Monthly and have money get you know, dripped down into indie pockets so that indie devs can keep making great games and those can end up in my collection and not get played. So... <laughs> Uh, no, I think you, you have to vote with your wallet and, you know, it's okay to like speak up if you disagree with something, but to, to what you're saying, Charles, and you as well, Philip, you have to pick your battles and you have to make sure your battle is in good faith, right? Yeah. Like you have to attack an issue that matters. Like nobody cares if Randy Pitchford is an asshole because nobody cares if Jeff Bezos is an asshole. You still have Amazon prime, even though, you know, he might be an asshole even though you know that they treat people in their warehouses like shit, right? Why do you have Amazon Prime? Because the services they provide are extremely convenient to you. You benefit greatly. They improve your life. Why do you buy video games? Why do you buy books, movies, whatever? Because at the end of the day, they enrich your life. To not read them or open them. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the new thing. No, but uh-huh. you're, you're 100% correct. I think there's a time and a place to be like, you know what? I disagree with your decision. I'm not going to buy uh, I do think that the whole people getting up in arms about the Epic Game Store thing, it still irritates the shit out of me to this day. Because they're, they're, they're not coming from a place of good faith. They're not coming from a place of fair logic. They're just pissed off that it's not going to be on the storefront that they want it on. That they're not going to be able to open their Steam account like me with over 666 titles and oh. scroll down <clears throat> to see Borderlands 3 on day one. They have to wait six months if they want to do that. It's, yeah, whatever, dude. Like... We get it. Nobody wants all these different subscription services and all these these different launchers. But at the end of the day, that's business. You know, yeah. e- either follow it or don't. If it's if it's too much hassle for you, just be like, yeah, I'm good. I'll see you. Maybe I'll catch you when you're on Steam. You know. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of it does kind of drop back to last week's topic of you, you pick your hypocrisy. Right, mm-hmm. pick, pick what you're going to put up with, and, and 
not put up with. Um, I'm going to drop this last one I put in there. It, it just feels a little too negative uh, based off of it. But earlier in the show, I mentioned that I was putting on Facebook.com forward slash panel or breaking the panel. Rather, Panel Breakers is on Twitter. It's Facebook.com forward slash breaking the panel that we're uh, talking about the Hulu bundle. And here's some responses we've already gotten over on our Facebook page on Panel Breakers. It's uh, Mike Coonrad says, it's way more likely I'll get the bundle and drop Netflix now. And I even asked, I was like, you don't want both? You can't have both? And, and after Nathan Wall put his comment here, he actually responded back, and I'll talk about that. But Nathan Wall also mentioned, this is an excellent deal since I already have Hulu, and I was definitely signing up for Disney+. Plus. I only hope there's an option for ad-free Hulu. But then when I mentioned about the dropping Netflix and you know, wouldn't you consider both, uh, Nathan says he'll probably drop Netflix as well, but he'll basically rotate apps out you know, for paying for one, paying for another, when shows cycle through that he wants to see. Which I think is an interesting and perfectly good way to be in this cord-cutting era that we're in, is you don't have to. I love that, right? With cable, you had to sign contracts and crap. Here it's, hey, you pay six bucks this month, and you get CBS, and you binge watch everything on it, and you shut it off. And then next month, you pay for Netflix, watch what you want, blah, blah, blah. And you just keep coming back and forth, and that's that's a good world to be in. Then over on Facebook.com forward slash Giant Size Team Up, Patrick Dalrymple says, I'm considering it and dropping my cable because I'll save money. So, mm-hmm. honestly, in my book, while I'm not like a, a, a sword-carrying cord cutter and I want to cut everybody's cords, that makes me happy. You're talking about mm-hmm. dropping cable and just doing this? Man, go for it. That makes if me I happy had, all day long. Yeah. Oh, man, I... I, I, I Pray for the day that I get some other internet option and I can be done with Cox. And just, yeah, <laughs> you'll never be done with Cox. <laughs> Not in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well done, yeah. sir. Charles, to that to that effect, though, um, you know, y- you and I have both done the humble monthly thing, right? Yes. I just mentioned this, yes, sir. So, if we, I've explained it before, but humble monthly is a monthly subscription. They, they preview two games that you're going to get that month so you know what's coming. They're big. Those are their tent poles, right? Those are what are going to sell the bundle for a month. And then when it comes out, the day it comes out, the rest of it is a surprise. And sometimes it's a lot of garbage, I'll be honest. It's a lot of yeah. really, really indie stuff that nobody necessarily cares about. It's not always garbage. I don't necessarily mean that it's low quality. I just mean it's like not stuff you would ever seek out. Not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes there's some gems in there, though, and there have been in the past. Uh, but you opted out of it, right? You were like, no, I'm gonna, I'm good. I don't need anything that's coming out this month, and I'll just watch it and see maybe if I want to jump on it again later. Yeah. I'd rather jump over to the service for my console mm-hmm. that serves my whole family. And actually play some of it on PC, yeah. Yeah, the Absolutely. Xbox Game mm-hmm. Pass, because it, it, it works for you on PC. It works for your family. Yep. There's nothing wrong with a la carding your way through life like it yeah. pick and choose when when you want stuff i am going to opt out of this month's humble month uh, humble monthly because the big title of this month is slay the spire i just bought that in a humble sale like a month and a half ago two months ago oh. for around the same price of the monthly fee oh. so i'm not gonna i don't need this you know unless they had something incredible in the stuff that they haven't revealed yet there's no reason for me to spend $12 on a game I already have. And to be fair, usually what they preview is the best games. Now there's some good stuff. There's absolutely, I I think gifted Phil some things. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I but I, I still have a bunch of codes I haven't used. But typically, what they put on that front page is the hook. You pay the money for the hook, like uh, uh, Mutant Year Zero. I paid twelve bucks for when it was yeah. a forty dollars game, and the other stuff is bonus. I bought Mutant Year Zero. I haven't even played it yet, but I bought it for the same reason. I wanted it, and twelve dollars is the right price for me. Uh. Uh, I also like supporting Humble Bundle because they do give the charity. You know, they they started out as an organization that was like, we take a little bit, we give some to the devs, we give some to charity. That's our that's our whole spiel, uh, and they continue to have have good bundles occasionally and stuff like that. A la carte your way through life, man, and that is the democratized future that we all want, right? Where you pick and choose what you want when you want it. Uh, I've said that about Marvel Unlimited before. I've bought Marvel Unlimited just to read for a week before. Been like, yeah, I'll pay fourteen dollars or whatever it is for a month to be able to read uh, uh, like 50 books this week and then not read anything for the rest of the month because I don't have time or don't want to. And then I just won't do it every month for until I want to do that again. Why would, you know, you don't necessarily have to pay, you know, out the ass every single month to have access to a service that you're not going to use. You know, so it's, I do the same thing uh, with Spotify. I took Spotify's deal for three months of Spotify for like a dollar premium. It was cool. I was like, oh, the fact that I could download stuff and uh, no ads and all that stuff was cool. I might reactivate it for Dragon Con because I might want to download some stuff that's on Spotify for the flight down so I can listen to stuff on my plane. Yeah. Like that new Tool record. Well, that'll come out while we're there. So You mean the one song that's an hour long Tool record? That- oh, oh, yeah. Because that's yeah. everything they do, right? Uh, no. You uneducated motherfucker. <laughs> you fucking swine. You uh, fucking- <laughs> Chris. Where can we find your pleasant and beautiful face on the internet? Honey, this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fading away. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at, uh, I don't know, search my name. Wisdom and Chris. and Anolfo. Say my name. Yeah. <laughs> search my name, bitch. I'm over on the Twitters. So. Search his name, search his name. <laughs> Oh, and Facebook break, uh, backslash breaking the panel. There you go. Phil. <laughs> Phil. What the, oh. You can catch me, Timu Bergstorm, and my fellow space Vikings this year at DragonCon 2019. We will be in the Crystal Ballroom in the Hilton at Saturday at 10 p.m. It should be good times. Everyone will be good. You might be want to be 21 years or older because we like alcohols. And bring head protection. I didn't hear <laughs> your joke because my headphones fell off. <laughs> Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at SoapboxGST. You can find me every Sunday night over at GSTU Media where we are the four Bramigos of the Street Apocalypse. And we play Sea of Thieves. We've been having a lot of fun with that. And yeah, that's me. And I'm doing, uh, man, all kind of stuff. This show Wednesdays, Thursday nights, I've got uh, Pokemon Go on Twitch and then FDH Beyond on Twitch. Uh, Sunday afternoons is on GSTU Media with Tony P. Henderson. And Monday night with Philip F.U. Keating, we ravage the Borderlands and play through Pandora. And we just finished up Fight for Pandora, which is a whole lot of fun. Got some new weapons. And we're going to be doing some more stuff this coming Monday at uh, around 9 p.m. Eastern. So check out GSTU Media. And there's some big stuff coming that we'll announce here shortly. And, of course, Dragon Con, as, as of this recording, is like 22 days away. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be so huge. All the Utes are going to come. It's going to be awesome. 
So <laughs> that's as close I get to fucking your accent, guys. All right. Uh, check us out. <laughs> Breaking the pedal on Facebook. Subscribe, like, share. Go to Patreon. Do all this stuff. We're starting to put questions out on our Facebook page. Make sure you follow it there. And, I mean, awesome stuff is going over on Patreon.com. So check us out there. Until uh, next week, tune in to hear Chris scream loudly from Dennis's bedroom. Who should we have on next week since Charles won't be here? If we can get to $500 on our Patreon, we will replace Charles McFall. You can't promise that. I run this show. I don't know. It seems to run itself when you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>